0: I'm Ruby and I'm Rachel and this is our podcast quarter life crisis today we're bringing you a special bonus episode where we're going to answer some questions and crises that people have written in
1: yeah yeah we put a question link thing to this app we found on both of our instagrams and people submitted some anonymous questions so uh, about their crises so we're going to be answering those for you today mm. So, our first question for today, or oh, it wasn't really a question, but it was framed more as just, like, a dilemma, was um, paying heaps of rent that the housemates are to die for. So, I assume they're saying that, like, they're paying, like, they would preferably like to pay less rent and move to somewhere that costs less for them to live, but they're just loving their housemates, yeah?
0: Yeah, I wonder if this is, like, maybe the person feels pressure to pay less rent like maybe they feel guilty for paying heaps of rent I feel like there is a bit of guilt that comes in with that like you know people compare how much rent they have and you know people might think you're being frivolous if you're spending a lot but then they're saying that their housemates are so great like I'm assuming you know they said their housemates are to die for it's probably the best housemates they've ever had they can't imagine having better housemates
1: Mm. I guess it kind of comes down to like your money values like if having like housemates who are bringing so much joy and happiness to your life like is the cost of the rent worth that like if you moved out and you're paying cheaper rent would your life like significant like would you be significantly less happy and I guess in terms of like money as well like at the moment um like do you have that that money to spare to be paying that expensive rent for a while just to have these good housemates or I guess you have to weigh up those kind of things. Like, if you are trying to save for something, you're struggling to save because your rent's costing so much, then weighing up, is it worth having good – like, really good housemates? Or is it worth, like, this thing that I'm trying to save for? Like, is that – which one's more important to me?
0: I don't know. I feel like this person should just enjoy now, just keep living with the housemates. Like, you've got the rest of your life to be boring and settle down and go, you know, eventually – most people will you know partner up and have families this is like you know 10 20 years but sort of in your 20s like that's the time where you do I mean not everyone obviously some people do have older housemates like I've heard about that but yeah like in your 20s I don't know I would just enjoy it
1: yeah yeah agreed like yeah ultimately it's up to you at the end of the day like what you want to spend your money on and if your housemates are what's bringing a lot of joy and happiness to your life then just do it like yeah you've got your whole life exactly to save and do boring things Adult things So
0: Yeah Or you guys could move To A cheaper house together True Move further out of the city Yeah You maybe, could get a bigger house even that that could be fun
1: Yeah Maybe that's a discussion To have with your housemates
0: Or maybe something It might naturally Come to an end Like if you You could just pay This expensive rent For one year And who knows Maybe one of your housemates Will move out Because mm. that does happen If you're in like A big group yeah. Which is what I'm Guessing this person has a few housemates yeah yeah yeah. alright the second crisis we received I think this one's super relatable was the bittersweet feeling of not getting ID'd at Dan's anymore
1: (laughs) I love this one
0: I know but the lol
1: I feel like this isn't really one that we can unpack I just think it's like super funny and relatable because I mean I still sometimes get ID'd I feel like I do like look quite young but there is that thing of you're like oh I don't get ID'd every single time now so I must look like I'm like
0: grown up like ew (laughs) (laughs) I don't look under 25. I don't get ID'd that often. I have an old face. not so I'm buying like wine usually. Yeah, I
1: feel like, yeah, I feel like the only time I get ID'd is when I'm buying like cruises or something. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I get annoyed when I'm ID'd actually. Really? If I'm buying like a nice bottle of wine and say maybe I've come from work, I'm clearly not 18. True.
1: No, I feel like it's just because like, I think they legally have to if you look under 25. I feel like when I don't get ID'd, I'm like, oh, they probably just like can't be bothered. Um, and I feel, oh, potentially also if like, I feel like if they're a newer employee, they'll want to like stick to the rules more, but I feel like if they worked there for ages then they'll be more chill, you know?
0: So I feel like it just depends on the, on the server, you know? I used to be terrible at IDing people. Like when I worked at Coles and stuff, I'd have to ID people if they were buying cigarettes. And then when I worked at IGA, there was a liquor store there. And I was so bad. I remember IDing someone who was 31.
1: I did the same it was when I worked So at AGA, embarrassing. Yeah, for cigarettes. And I was
0: like 15 and I was like, Can I see your ID, please. Like, <laughs> well, you
1: shouldn't have been serving them if you were 15. It's House Springs. I don't think there was rules. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely had was done I some 15? dodgy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old I was. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, rip, I'm getting older. Big rip. <laughs> All right, so our third question that, oh, third crisis that someone sent in was. And they said, the anxiety when you see people around you settling down already and having a mortgage and the social pressure to do the same, but it's extremely
0: unappealing. It's a big one. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting that, yeah, because it's kind of this weird, you know, if you don't want a mortgage or you don't want to settle down, then what's stopping you other than the pressure of other people? But then, like, as social creatures and humans where – biologically wired to seek out approval mm. for like where, the, where this has come from and
1: i also feel like it's that thing of like when there's like the people in your life around you when they're getting to a certain life stage you like feel pressured to do the same and if you're not at that same point then it like you feel stressed i feel like it's the same with like when people start getting engaged and getting married and having babies like obviously i haven't like had this happen to me, like and I also can't relate to this like mortgage thing. Like I've only had one friend buy a house so far. But I'm sure that's coming up in the next couple of years where people are gonna start, yeah, selling down and buying a house and getting engaged and having babies and stuff, which is terrifying. But um but I think it's that thing where you compare yourself to the people around you. But I don't think that should mean that the what like you're doing and where you're at in life is wrong. Like it's everyone is at their own place and their own journey. So I think yeah, I feel like – I understand why you feel this way, but I just think, yeah. And, and comparison, it is so hard not to compare yourself to other people, but I feel like you just got to, like, at the end of the day, sit there and be like, what do I want in life? Like, am I happy with where I am now? And then, yeah.
0: I think a lot of this stuff, it will – I like to tell myself that it will happen eventually. Like, yeah, it is weird when I see people I know now buying houses and having babies – that kind of does freak me out a bit because yeah it's the whole aging thing I'm not at the age where it's crazy to have a baby but for so long in my mind it's been I've considered it crazy to have a baby but then now people I know are having babies at 24. So have you seen those
1: memes it's like oh my god it's a teenage pregnancy <laughs> but it's like we're
0: 24. It's yeah. Like, ah. yeah but I guess it'll happen naturally it's sort of just an extension of you know, when you're in school and you worry, will I ever get a job or get a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, I don't know because I'm not, I don't have a house or a settled down or anything, but maybe it's just, it'll happen naturally. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, like, I've only got one friend who has bought a house and that was quite recently. And I honestly, like, I'm really happy for her and that's really exciting. um And, like, obviously, to buy a house at, 23 is amazing but like she did have help from her parents and stuff um i feel like you have to these days to buy a house but when she bought a house i was like wow i'm really happy for you but in my mind i'm like i know that i just have no ambition to buy a house anytime soon like i don't want to buy a house anytime soon i don't want to have a mortgage because then i wouldn't be able to do the things i'm doing right now like my freelancing and stuff and like just fucking around for a bit because if i had a mortgage i wouldn't be able to do that so yeah i just yeah i just like no ambition to do that but i'm really happy for her
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with when this person said, like, they feel pressure, but it's extremely unappealing. Like, when I see people renovating their house, I can't think of anything I'd rather not do. (laughs) Like, you work all week, and then on the weekend, you have to build a house? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess each their own, but not for me. (laughs) Yeah. If I had to, I would pay someone else to build my house, and I would not be involved, but obviously can't afford that or may never be able to on my copywriting salary. (laughs) So the next one we got was a bit of a question, someone asking for advice, which I I love giving advice whether people want it or not. So the question was I'm graduating and might be moving for work soon and tossing up whether to live alone or with probably random flatmates. Any advice?
1: Yeah, I feel like this is, um, an interesting one. So I assume when they say they're moving for work, like they're moving to a different town or city.
0: I thought interstate even.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I yeah, potentially thought. Um, obviously, it's hard to know. But I don't know. I think, once again, I think this like, depends on you and where you are in your life and what you want. I feel like there's pros and cons to living with people and also living alone. Also, like I guess like the downside of if you're going to live moving with randoms, you have no idea what they're going to be like and it can be very hit or miss. Like I lived, I decided to live with randoms last year, and it was mostly good. <laughs> um, I didn't mind it. Um, it was like it was fun to try. Honestly, I think that's the thing with this. I feel like I don't know. Decide which one appeals to you most: living alone or living with random flatmates. And after six months, if you're not vibing, just do something else.
0: Yeah, I think this person should say if they're moving in to stay, and they, I'm guessing they don't really know anybody. I would move with flatmates just so you can start that social connection. Mm, True. And there's like lots of Facebook groups now Mm. where you can find pretty much every major city has a housemates group or there's flatmates.com. And I would do that just to sort of begin your social network. Like you could go onto the Facebook groups and you can try and find people who seem to have quite active social lives and, I mean, you don't want like to live in a party house, or maybe you do, but I'm assuming you don't. If you're moving for work, you're probably a bit more like don't want to be partying on a weeknight. But I'll try and find people with who seem to have be pretty settled in the city or maybe someone who has moved themselves but has a few friends. And then you can meet their friends and then sort of build up your life from there. Like maybe you'll meet – you'll tag along to – a birthday party and then you might meet someone who plays in a sports team and you can join their sports team and you can sort of build up your network from there mm, that's what I would do rather than because living alone I've lived alone for a bit and I loved it um I've also live I've actually had quite good random housemates I think yeah I, I lived with a guy who he was completely random or oh, we had a, a mutual friend but yeah he ended up being like one of the best housemates I've lived with so yeah I think randoms can be good for housemates rather than friends but
1: Mm.
0: yeah i would go housemates and then if you do want to live alone just move out yeah but at least you've kind of got some sort of network in this new town
1: yeah 100 percent. another thing you could do is potentially like post on one of those um like one of those like find a flatmate facebook groups or even potentially like a girls group from that area and just be like hey is it like i'm moving to this area like i'm new here and i'm wondering if anyone wants to get a house together like you potentially could just do that like find someone else who's also in the same boat like just about to move there and they also like want to find someone to live with potentially could be a way to do it but i don't know like if that would work but it could be worth a try
0: yeah but yeah i think definitely move with people to begin with Mm. just to so you don't you know succumb to too much loneliness (laughs) true very true
1: all right, so the last question we have, or the last crisis, is I'm nearly 23 and having a lot of anxiety about moving out of my hometown.
0: Well, there's that old saying that just because you're scared of something doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like, that's not anxiety and fear is not your gut telling you not to do something. Like, that's different. Mm. So it just means that you care. Like, you, you really value the move or maybe you really value, like, your... So maybe if you're moving for work you really value your career like you're just nervous about it Mm. so I think like kind of lean into the fears and like acknowledge them but still still make the move
1: because like making any big change is so scary but I think with that like anxiety and that unknowingness of what like is going to come you can like you make new friends you gain so many new life experiences you get to explore a new place like, there's so much, like, exciting things that can come out of making that big, scary decision. Um, yeah, despite the fact that, yeah, you can feel super anxious about it. Like, you should be – I think you should feel anxious about moving. Like, it is a scary thing. But I think also, you're like, making sure that you remember, like, oh, like, like, thinking it, reframing it. Be like, okay, it's okay to be anxious, but this is a whole new adventure and it's going to be great. And also, if it's not, you can just move back home.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not permanent. Nothing
1: is permanent. Exactly. I feel like – you just, you just try things in life is how I feel. You just try things, give it a go, and then if you don't like it, you just go back to what you were doing before.
0: Yeah, exactly. And moving out of your hometown I think is a pretty important step in kind of becoming the person you're meant to be or whatever, becoming mm. an adult. Yeah, like you're not going to – there's only so much you can do in your hometown. There's only so many opportunities, and it might be nice to go somewhere where you don't know everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like when I moved out of my hometown, I grew, like, so much as a person. Um, And, of course, like, I'll always love my hometown and understand, like, what what a big part it played in my life. But moving out was, like, moving to Melbourne,
0: best thing I've ever done. Like, I love Melbourne. I love living here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely the right thing for you to do. And if it's not, it's not permanent. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, especially
1: in your 20s, like, I feel like people just think that the decisions, then the things that you do are forever. But you don't like if you get a job, you don't have to do that job forever. You no just way. do that job for six months or one year or two years or whatever you decide. Like you're young, it just doesn't matter that yeah. much, like to, to some extent. <laughs> but
0: yeah, and if you do, if it does, all go horribly wrong, you can go back to your home and your family. So you move, you've got so, yeah. that support network, exactly. and you can always call them, yeah, FaceTime them, they can visit come them. visit you. Yeah, exactly. Or you just can try move somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's your oyster.
1: Exactly. All right, that's all the crises
0: slash questions we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nation we want to pay our respects to elders past present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be aboriginal land sovereignty was never ceded